2: So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash show, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there.
3: The Mountain Village has been preparing for the arrival of the Chaos Master for two whole days. Rabbits... Chinchillas and even sloths have been in constant state of training. Taking a moment from teaching the ways of kung fu to the masses, Poe, the kung fu panda, wipes his brow. This is hard work. Is it dumplings time yet? It is then that the expected occurs. Shadaloo agents storm through the outer gate, and their leader, M. Bison, stands in the village center. I've come to fight the panda! Poe steps forward and announces his presence. Are you ready to fight me, Master of Chaos Energy? he asks. M. Bison raises one fist in the air and proudly exclaims Yes! Yes! It's Vega versus Lotus, it's Dictator versus Dragon Warrior. It's M. Bison versus Poe the Kung Fu Panda, today on Who Would Win?
2: And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Takenus. in today's episode. It's absolute martial arts mayhem. In one corner, you have one of gaming's most brutal fighters and warlords in M. Bison versus DreamWorks Ultimate Fighter, kind of, in the Kung Fu Panda. Now, as usual, I did the patented who would win Google tests, just to see how many times this match has been discussed. And as I was typing this match into Google... I remembered that this match had been discussed before by me. Oh, yeah, by me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems, um, this isn't surprising, I got bored at a parent-teacher interview several years ago, and uh, when my son's preschool teacher asked if I had any questions, I had no relevant questions. I asked her who would win, Poe from Kung Fu Panda or M. Bison. Now, for some reason, I never really got an answer, nor was I ever invited back to a parent-teacher interview. But I do know that this fight has been discussed before at least once by me, and if it's been discussed by me, it's clearly been discussed billions upon billions of times on every internet browser, never mind Google, so there you have it. Now, Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup?
3: I'm bamboozled by this episode, because lately for the, for season four and the end of season three of Who Would Win, we've been doing a lot more movie characters, you know, and I think that's not uh, uh, not, not by design. So, as we do movie characters, we do my favorite thing, which is watch a bunch of movies to prepare. I watched all the Austin Powers movies for last week's uh, battle, uh, epic uh, struggle as it was. I watched all the Underworld movies, all the Resident Evil movies. This has been very exciting. The one thing that I can say is that I've been filling out all the movies I've been wanting to see... I just have to put them into a who would win battle. And then I watched them all. So I watched the Kung Fu Panda movies. Didn't have time for the entire animated series that went with. And I have questions and those questions will come out in my arguments today. You know, I believe there's actually another
2: series slated to come out or at least be developed for Netflix on top of the one that's already there. So this thing has legs is going to keep on going. There's even a plan for a possible fourth animated movie. Oh boy. Um, you know, who knows what's happening now? Ray, we've been having some more controversy on the show, and this just seems to be repeating every week. And one of the members of our fan base, the Legion of Audience, uh, DM'd me and accused me of not being 100% real with something. And I kind of said, what are you talking about, nervously? And they were right. They they caught me. And uh, I need to make an admission here. I've been lying finally. about something. Yeah, I've been like, lying finally. about something. I've been I know. saying
3: that for years. I'm glad to finally the gaslight has been turned off and I'm excited.
2: All right. So here's the deal. I'm, 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 you know, an adult. I can admit when I was lying about something in recent episodes, especially at the end of the episode, whether I win or lose, typically I'm winning. I say, Hey Ray, you did a great job and you've upped your game tremendously you've really your 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 debating has just been incredible it's so hard to keep up with you every week's a challenge and the fan said i completely don't believe you when you say that and he was right i've been lying about that every episode it feels so good to just finally admit it i've been lying ray you have been horrible like beyond hor like atrocious uh, Moon Knight, you had the actual, you designed the match. You got the judge yourself. The judge was the actual voice of the character you were representing. And I had to rep a character who had 10 minutes of screen time. You still lost. Last week, the judge, everyone's thinking, well, Delvin Cox, the genius, You he put it in something that I didn't bring up to get me the win. I, I don't know. You are making it super hard to lose on this show. Ray, I am sorry, but that's what's been going on. I, I don't know what
3: to do at this point. What I will tell you, of course, we had special guest judge David Sobolov. Oh, yes, such a fair... He's never ruled in my favor in the history of who would win. We've had special guest judge Delvin Cox, who maybe once has ever ruled in my favor in, like, five appearances on the show. And both of those people had to literally break the rules of who would win to find a way to give you the victory. So what you are speaking utter nonsense right now. I have never been better. In fact, I am so good. I am so well-crafted and honed And what I do on this show. Literally, the only way a judge could even find a way for James Gavsey to win is to break the actual rules of the show. It's sort of like ending a baseball game and I'm up 9-0 and they say, well... James had two walks and Ray only had one. And now that's what we've decided wins games. That's the equivalent of what's been happening in season four. And I need a judge. I demand a judge who will actually listen and actually follow the rules because I know when that happens. I can't lose. I just think it's interesting that a judge
2: voluntarily decides to go off on their own within our framework to go I don't know if they're going for me or if they're going against you I don't know but with that being said you know the Hoodwin production team went to work and said listen we've had great judges before but we need someone possibly a new judge we need someone who is OG, who, who who knows geek culture inside out, who's been there, done that, who's going to be the absolute authority in the room, and I believe we found that person. So, making their first appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's a veteran of the video game industry who designed and shipped his first game back in 1993 and has been involved with in games such as Marvel's Avengers Alliance, Spider-Man 3, and Altered Beast. It's who the UFC's announcer, Bruce Buffer, calls Six Feet of Meat, Awesome name, by the way. It's the general manager of the Nifty Games LA Development Studio, where they make NFL Clash for iOS and Android devices. Of course, I'm talking about William Schmidt. William, welcome to Who Would Win.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Now, William, you know, you've done a lot throughout the years, including everyone's uh, favorite game. You know, everyone's going to be mind reading right now. I'm talking, of course, about Shaq Fu, classic, awesome game, iconic uh, game as well. What's the big thing you're working on now?
4: Uh, We are working on an update to the NFL Clash game. We're also doing an NBA Clash game. Uh, Both of them do out later this year.
2: How involved are they? Because these games are, I see it all all over the place online. Uh, You know, a lot of great marketing going behind it. Like, how long does it take to develop something like this?
4: Uh, The initial release of these type of games normally takes two to three years. Oh, wow. And then we, we, uh, once you launch it, actually the work begins because now you have to live operate it and uh, update it. And uh, that's, where, that's where you actually hire more people to come on. So um, we, are, we are on a forever wheel now that we have a live game. So
2: Hey, creating jobs is never a bad thing, especially for the gaming industry. And how popular, like, what's been the response to the game so far?
4: Uh, it was very well received on release. Um, and we, we are looking forward to making some uh, changes to bring in a, a broader audience. Um, uh, people have been playing it uh, as a strategy type game. And we're, we're looking to loosen that up, uh, open up to more casual audience. Uh, get some more Twitch mechanics in there, um, and, you know, bring some new stuff to the game that'll get people excited. Love it. Okay, so let's get down to brass tacks. You know, William, I've heard uh,
2: through the grapevine that you're a big fan of comics, uh, you love anime, role-playing games, and most importantly, you're a big fan of the Who Would Win podcast, always a plus, but you're a first-timer, as a judge, that is. What makes you think you've got what it takes to be the ideal judge for the Who Would Win show?
4: Well, I have listened to quite a few uh, shows, and um, I have... Always, you know, play the judge in my mind listening to these shows. And as I go through and I hear all the facts and everything, um, I don't always agree with what the judges say. Sometimes they take things out of context or, or bring in their own bias. And huh. I'm, I'm vowing to be a non-biased judge. I, I, I look forward to bringing some integrity back to judging on the show. Wow.
2: Oh, you're looking forward to bringing Integrity back to... Ju- okay, that's an interesting call-out. I like what I'm hearing so far. This is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Uh, there's some uh, gravitas and some you know, significance to the words you're saying here. All right, okay. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, This is a big episode. Kung Fu Panda Poe, of course, versus M. Bison. Great formula for a matchup. We've got Ray repping M. Bison. I'm repping uh, Kung Fu Panda Poe, of course. And we've got an OG as a judge in William. Uh, Ray, just do
3: us the honors and announce today's matchup, please. Representing DreamWorks, the panda who can master everything put in front of him except stairs. Poe the Kung Fu Panda. And representing Capcom, the criminal mastermind who desires privacy so much, he goes to the bathroom in the shadow loo, M. Bison. Well done, Ray. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the official
2: rules of a Who Would Win match, which are brought to you by Comixology, one of our great sponsors. Here are the rules. Rule number one, Easter Vader will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Now listen, with M. Bison, there are so many amazing versions of this character, right, right? The Ugh. anime version, the gaming version, the uh, crossover. What version of M. Bison will you be using today?
3: We're going to be using the video game version of M. Bison, which is built up also in the canon uh, comic book lines. That came up alongside of it. Uh, now, it's it's all video game feats that get supported by the comic books. So that, that, that's sort of where I'm going here with uh, M. Bison today.
2: Okay, interesting, interesting. Okay, so I'll be using uh, Poe from Kung Fu Panda, both the, from the entire movie franchise, all three of them, and the animated series. There's a lot of great stuff to pull from. Right, rule number four, debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but we give them less weight. Rule number five: the winner of the debate is whomever the judge decides, has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal, and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes, and thanks to race to Canis, where no outside of interference is allowed whatsoever. Rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store to get your very own Who Would Win merchandise and accessories. Go to WhoWouldWinStore.com right now to get your hands on some Who Would Win merch, because how cool is it to listen to the show while you're ordering stuff where you'll be wearing it and remembering greatness of the show?
3: We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
3: In this life, it pays to zig when everyone else is zagging. Movement saw a stagnant marketplace for watches and accessories and changed it with their unbelievable prices on some pretty classy stuff. You know, by now I love my Astro Blue watch. I wear it when I want to look good. When we do live Who Would Win shows again in 2023, I guarantee I will be wearing my Astro Blue watch. And you know what time of year it is. Get something classy for your loved ones and don't break your bank to do it. Be the good gifter with movement during their seasonal sale. Get a special discount just in time for the holidays. Join the movement today at MVMT.com. That's MVMT.com. Join the movement.
2: And now, with all that being said, let's get to the tail of tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for M. Bison.
3: M. Bison is an international crime boss and world-renowned fighting champion. He was created by Akira Yasuda and Ikkyo Nakayama and first appeared in the video game Street Fighter II in 1991. Originally depicted as the mystical, militaristic final boss of Street Fighter II, M. Bison has taken a life of his own in the subsequent years of the franchise in the game, on the page, and on screen as well leader of the mysterious Shadaloo organization who sponsors the Street Fighter Tournament, M. Bison is obsessed with power, having first developed soul power, then honing that until it became psycho power, which took his power set to a whole new level. Fun fact, M. Bison has been around for over three decades at this point. But did you know that Capcom has never actually officially stated what the M stands for? I know, right? In the original Japanese version of the game, Bison was actually named Vega, and the heavyweight championship boxer character who looks just like Mike Tyson was named Mike Bison. Yep. Fearing lawsuits in the United States correctly, Capcom moved the names around a little bit, changing the speedy Spanish guy with the claws to be named Vega. The boxer now was named Balrog, and that left the main guy with only name left, M. Bison, as his moniker. So maybe, just maybe, the name remnant is still there and the M stands for Mike? We'll never know for sure, and Capcom won't tell us. That is M. Bison. You know, he looks like a Mike. He does, but he doesn't look like a Mike Bison, though. No. That's the thing. That's
2: true. When you put it together, Strangely. you're actually right. It's a good yeah. point. But he definitely looks like that's like, hey, Mike. He would totally answer that, by the way. He totally would. All right. Here are the important details for Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda, a.k.a. Poe, first appeared in the very first Kung Fu Panda film in the franchise in 2008 and was voiced by Jack Black and was also created by Ethan Reif and Cyrus Forrest. Po, a clumsy giant panda, is a Kung Fu fanatic who lives in the Valley of Peace and works in his goose father, Mr. Ping's, noodle shop. One day, a Kung Fu tournament is held for the elderly spiritual leader of the Valley, Grand Master Oogway, to determine the identity of the Dragon Warrior, the one Kung Fu master capable of understanding the secret of the Dragon Scroll, which is said to contain the key to limitless power. Everyone in the Valley expects the Dragon Warrior to be one of the Furious Five. Tigress, Monkey, Mantis, Viper, and Crane, a quintet of Kung Fu warriors trained by Master Sifu. By the way... I'm not going with Master Shifu. It's Master Sifu. Should have been that from the day one. That is a point of contention. That is a martial arts term. I'm just going with that to protect the valley. All right. To everyone's surprise, Uguay chooses Poe, who was accidentally stumbled into the tournament arena after arriving late via fireworks explosion, because that's his style. Since being chosen, Poe has dedicated himself to learning the secrets of Kung Fu, protecting all those who cannot defend themselves and fulfilling the prophecy by becoming the fabled Dragon Warrior. And here's an interesting fact about Kung Fu Panda. Did you know that Jack Black, who brought Poe to life, was not the first choice for the role? It's true. It seems the production company had a list of actors they felt would do a better job, at least at first. That small list of names, Deep Breath... Included Zach Alphaconectus, Sean Williams-Scott, Ed Helms, Ricky Gervais, Jason Siegel, Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Bradley Cooper, Chris O'Donnell, Ethan Hawke, Silly Murphy, Adrian Brody, Ed O'Neill, Nathan Lane, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew Perry, Michael Richards, Thomas Lennon, Steve John, Lewis Black, the late Robin Williams, Richard Kind, Jonathan Ward, and Phil Collins. What? How, yes. However, the actual first choice, and that everyone thought would accept the role according to the animators, was actually Steve Carell. But that fell through, and we have Jack Black, which I think worked out very well. That and is have-
3: unbelievable to me. <laughs> Chevy Chase as Poe, the Kung Fu Panda. Why do you they? Why do they hate money? I uh, listen, listen. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is another one. What are you thinking? Or or Ed O'Neill like Al Bundy? No, no, Al see Bundy, that one I can see. That one I, I would have actually been okay if Poe, the Kung Fu Panda scored four touchdowns in one game for I, Polk High School. Yeah,
2: that that just, that would just lead to the believability of the character that's as right. a Kung Fu master. All right. William, now you have facts on both opponents. Do you have any questions before we get started?
4: No, I think I understand it. We're ready to go.
2: All
3: right, here we go. Game on, so to speak. Ray, hit us with point number one. Point number one for M. Bison. Let's just talk about some of his basic moves and maneuvers because the first thing you need to know about M. Bison is he has FTE speed. Now that stands for faster than the eye can see. Don't worry about what happened to those extra letters. That's just what the kids are calling it these days. He has FTE speed. We've seen it just in the video games where he moves so fast it just shows up as a blur. And we've never really seen Poe the Kung Fu Panda move with a speed like that. I haven't really seen a lot of his opponents move with a speed like that. And let's face facts, at the end of the day, Poe is a good fighter. He can do a few things. We'll get into that. I'm sure James will, because I'm not going to give him free, free points in my point number one but he doesn't move particularly fast really uh, we just don't see that and and, and M. Bison's a well trained martial artist you know Poe is as well but uh, let's not forget that he uh, created his own form of martial arts after being trained in other martial arts so he throws really diabolically powerful punches, kicks, throws he rocks combos in there and uh, he has a lot of strength in uh, those type of feats as well he can lift Zangief into the air who's about 400 pounds Poe only weighs about 260. So if you can picture the fact that M. Bison can pick up Zangief and throw him, throwing Poe is not going to be a problem. We've also seen in the games, we've seen in the storylines, M. Bison punched literally through one of the other combatants at one point. Fist, this is like Gandhi 2 from UHF. His fist went straight through the torso of that person and tore them out. Heck, he once hit Chun-Li with one shot and sent her to the hospital. And she's a very well-trained, powerful character in the Street Fighter universe. We've seen M. Bison tank gunshots from point-blank range and walk away with no problem. He survived having an entire building Fall on top of him. Now, I don't know how many buildings have fallen on y'all out there. And quite honestly, if it's happened and I'm triggering you, don't tell me. My point is, it's usually not something that you walk out of. But M. Bison did. Very, very famously was able to walk away from that. And some of the other moves that he's used, especially in Street Fighter 2, because they're some of my favorite moves in the entire game. His his special move, the one he really goes for, uh, is the Psycho Crusher. Psycho Crusher is where he harnesses all of his psycho energy and psycho power, I should say. And he can uh, turn himself into a human missile and essentially launch himself into people, which has proven fatal to some people that have taken that attack. Additionally, later, and not even that much later, I think it was Street Fighter Two Turbo EX Edition, uh, you can actually go through projectiles with that move now. So if you throw a fireball uh, or anything like that, Sonic Boom, uh, he could actually go through the first one and hit you anyway. So if Poe thinks he's gonna throw something and stop the momentum, he will be sadly mistaken Uh, Maybe quickly. Another move he likes to do is the double knee press, which is the one where he does like a backward somersault through the air and he drills you with both knees, getting in a two-hit combo that can sometimes morph into a four-hit combo if he hits it right. And my other favorite move that he did in Street Fighter 2, the head press, where he literally launches himself up in the air, levitates briefly in the air, and then lands with both of his feet on the top of your head, knocking you silly, and then spins and turns that into what's called the somersault skull diver, where he actually hits you with, like, a flying punch afterwards, like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon immediately afterwards. Now, this is a lot of brain trauma. This is a lot of head damage. This is the type of abuse that I don't know that Poe the Kung Fu Panda is going to want to come back from, and that's my point number one. You know, this is a lot of good stuff because
2: when you look at M. Bison, you know, he's got legendary status, and, you know, I'm not the biggest gamer out there, clearly, but even I have been impressed by some of the feats that I've witnessed M. Bison do and just like, you know, gaming clips and what have you. This is someone you gotta take very, very seriously. And he's a master of attacking. He knows how to hit. And when it comes to fighting very powerful human beings who work within human rules, yeah, this is not this is not someone who's gonna get beaten beaten very often when dealing with that type of opponent. Here's the thing Poe, for whatever reason, doesn't operate within those rules. If you talk about uh, just what he does on a daily basis when he trips, he falls, he hits stuff. This guy lives and breathes head trauma. This is not something that's going to be new to him. Sometimes he damages himself or, doesn't, or he, you know, hits himself harder than anyone else is going to be able to hit him and just tanks all that damage. That's because of part of how his body's constructed. It's a really cool thing. I'll explain my point number one. All great stuff. The only thing I'm going to push back on is that Poe actually does move insanely fast. You see that at the end of the uh, films, especially uh, the third movie, and during the animated series as well. Now, let me get to my point number one. And you'd think I'd talk about, you know, uh how great of a fighter he uh, you know kung fu panda is but i'm gonna get to that in my second point let's talk about the physical abilities of poe because they are insanely impressive by the way i'd actually label them as superhuman physicals and then i'll add on the martial arts on top of that which is absolutely crazy now what kind of superhuman feats has poe demonstrated well, let's talk about his strength so poe has been able to knock out opponents with single punches super cool He has some great techniques. Now, when facing off against a character named Tai Lung, this is the evil snow leopard kung fu master from the first film, he used what was called the butt blast. Tai Lung's coming at him full blast. He's coming right at him, and Poe, all he does is smiles, and right before he hits, just turns around and just kind of lightly bumps his butt into Tai Lung, which then repels him backwards several city blocks and through a house. That is a tiny little butt bump, butt blast, whatever you want to call it, sends his Kung Fu Master Killer Snow Leopard flying city blocks. Not learning his lesson, Tai Lung charges him again, and this time Poe lets him smash into his gut, and as he smashes into his gut, he uses his super strength and kind of um, belly bumps him this time, and this time he sends Tai Lung into the clouds. So he goes up into the clouds, goes through the clouds, Poe waits about three, four seconds. Tylen comes crashing down and craters into the ground. Super, super impressive. So Poe is so strong that while doing the splits in the second movie, and he's doing the splits off of two massive pirate ships, he's able to pull both of the ships downwards into each other, which destroys both of them. Keep in mind that a pirate ship in that era weighed about 800 tons, and Poe was able to pull two of them into each other. Insanely strong. Let's talk about his durability. In the first Kung Fu Panda movie against the main villain, again, Tai Lung, Poe tanked two severely, insanely powerful strikes from him, right? So the force is hit into Poe from Tai Lung. Poe lets the force travel through him. His body kind of goes rubberized. His arms get flung back and then get flung forward as kind of a recoil that's accidental and two massive hammer fists smash into Tai Lung which sent him again flying dozens of yards away through another house. I'm trying to say lots of houses get destroyed in Kung Fu Panda. He's got bounceability as part of his durability. If he gets hit hard enough his body will bounce off of something and then Bugs Bunny style will come back as a projectile and hit his opponent harder so if someone hits him into a wall he bounces off that wall and comes back at his opponent and hits them with more force crazy he can fall from the top of super high buildings down hundreds of meters crashing through buildings all the way down he's absolutely fine he survives an attack again from that same Tai Lung uh, character that creates a crater on the ground and just you know gets up by the way he's functionally immune to pressure point attacks due to his i'm not sure how to say this extra layers of protection we'll just go with that here's a fun one poe tanks being punched through a building-sized stone block literally got punched through it gets cut you push right through the stone block size of a building splits in half he's actually okay really impressive now his speed is also insanely impressive right just your counter your point He can avoid expert sword strikes coming at him at high speeds. He uh, can climb a building super fast. He pulls off superhuman, uh, like, Spider-Man-like flips and jumps. He's fast enough to catch and redirect a cannonball shot at him from close range. And he can knock out 15 opponents in a second with kicks. That is crazy. Look, has M. Bison dealt with opponents who have had some of, like, Poe's physical abilities? Sure. But has he dealt with someone who has all of Poe's superhuman physicals at once who can weaponize them like, a butt blast and a belly bump? and put that in before they even use their fighting skills, I don't think he has. That's my point number one.
3: Of course he has before James, M. Bison has fought literally the greatest mystical martial arts warriors in the entire world, and he wins the tournaments because he runs them. I would argue Zangief is, is a pretty good equivalent to Poe the Kung Fu Panda, except Zangief is bigger, meaner, with a better moveset, Zangief once drive someone from space after he grabbed him, and M. Bison threw him around like a rag doll. Now, one of the things that you have to keep in mind in the Kung Fu Panda world, nobody knows what a panda is. They live off in a mountain and everybody thinks Poe is the only one in the world. The main characters of the movie themselves had to look at a special chart of panda physiology because nobody knew what they could even do with him because you can't fight something if you have no idea what it is. M. Bison grew up in Asia. He knows what pandas are. This None of this is going to be a surprise to M. Bison. And the only other thing I want to say here is one thing we see very often from Poe is he gets winded all the time. If I know one thing, M. Bison and can keep fighting and fighting all day. Massive levels of energy due to his psycho power. But Poe throws in a couple hits and you see him breathing heavy. You see him get knocked around a few times. You see him climb a short flight of stairs. The man has trouble keeping his wind.
2: Uh, Later on, that doesn't seem to be a problem whatsoever. Anyway, with that being said, all interesting points. William, you've heard one point from both Ray and I. Where's your head at with this battle so far?
4: Well, it sounds like we have two master martial artists they both had a lot of fighting experience. Poe is an interesting martial artist with his defensive techniques. Uh, being hit in the body and just kind of ignoring the damage and redirecting it back at uh, his opponent is an incredible skill. Um, and it's not something I think that M Bison has faced before. You know, the biggest guy M. Bison faces is E. Honda, right? With a big sumo guy, but that's more muscle, that's 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 not soft, right? It doesn't reflect attacks back at him. So I'm interested, it's interesting to see if anything's mentioned about you know, how he's going to deal with that. I did hear, however, that M. Bison does like to attack the head. And that is, uh, that has been Poe's foil in movies and in the cartoon series, right? It's while the body can, can absorb and reflect, the head is, you know, gets, gets kind of wonky and he has been knocked out before. So that's where I'm at right now.
2: Interesting points and interesting counterpoints. Okay. Again, I'm understanding why you've got that OG status within geek culture. Uh, well played, good sir. Okay, Ray, go ahead and hit us with your point number two.
3: Point number two for M. Bison. I'm going to talk about some of his mystical powers and how he puts it together because we already know his physicals are off the chain. We already know that his martial arts training and ability is crazy. And like William, like you just said, you're picking up what I'm putting down right here. Shots to the head. If you looked at that physiology chart in the first Kung Fu Panda movie, lots of squishy areas in the middle, but that head was just a normal gosh darn head. And yes, it can inhale a whole lot of dumplings, not quite 103 as I learned, but I did learn that it is a vulnerable spot because he has been knocked out quite a few times from those type of hits. Now what M. Bison is going to be doing here is he infuses his punches with his psycho power. We have seen him like shoot blasts of energy, sure. That's sort of normal for the Street Fighter universe. Not for the Kung Fu Panda universe I would point out. He infuses his punches with psycho power, which means that he gets his little warm up, he hits you with that punch and that punch explodes off of the, his fingertips basically and causes even more power than a normal punch would even be. So it's like getting hit with a, with a shotgun and then and the shotgun goes off. That's essentially what those psycho power punches are like. We know that he's immune to poison. There's a fang poison that turns people to dust. M. Bison, physically, is sort of on a higher level, and he was completely immune to that poison, to the fact the person who tried to poison him said, I guess I have to work for you now, because my one trick doesn't work, and I like being alive. He can also teleport. He has powers of teleportation. The big time when he teleports is when somebody's about to hit him from behind. He loves turning his back to his opponent with his nice, beautiful cape, whether he's throwing it off or not. The person rushes in, tries to attack him. He teleports out of the way. Their momentum is gone. He teleports either behind them or in a place where he can take advantage of it and gives them a lot of heavy strikes uh, or throws or whatever he needs to do in the moment. He can also attack using portals. I've seen him actually open a portal and then reach his arm out and just like jack somebody. And then he's like, I'm standing behind this portal. What are you going to do? The second you take a shot at me, I'm just going to close the portal or I'm going to open the portal. Who knows? And who knows where you're going to end up after that because these portals are dangerous things. You don't go into an unmarked portal. That is an important life lesson for you kids at home, in video games or otherwise. If you see a portal to another dimension, don't just go in unless there's a sign or something saying it's okay. That's good news. Do, 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 do also he can levitate this is a man who can fly poe the kung fu panda can jump somewhat high not as high as tigress or some of these other combatants for sure but he can levitate which means that he can hang above the battlefield and then shoot down his psycho powers as much as he wants to and poe's long-range attacks aren't great he doesn't really have a whole heck of a lot of them at least that i've seen in the movies that i ended up watching now the other things he can do telekinesis Telekinesis says that much like Eleven in the Stranger Things show, he can reach out with his mind, pick up very heavy objects, like, for example, a jeep, which he did. He can then, he then tossed the jeep against the side of a mountain and caused it to explode with telekinesis. Now, if you could pick up, throw, and blow up a jeep, How are you possibly going to be stopped from doing the same thing with telekinesis to Poe the Kung Fu Panda, who last I checked was smaller than a jeep? And Kung Fu Panda needs gravity in order to work. If he gets picked up off the air and ragdolled around, he doesn't really have an answer for that. But that's not all. He can brainwash others using his psycho power. He can look at them and he can sort of uh, 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 take over their emotions, take over their minds and convince them to do things they otherwise wouldn't do. Like, I don't know, worst case scenario, walk away from the battlefield. If you can brainwash somebody and convince them that they need to be somewhere else urgently, you have a good chance of winning that battle through. Self-battlefield removal. Last thing I want to mention right here is he does have access to something called the Shadowloo Satellite, a satellite up in orbit that can shoot down Psycho Power. Psycho Power, when shot down, could do one of two things. It could either hit M. Bison and restore his energy using the Psycho Power, or it could shoot like an orbital blast from Warhammer 40,000 and go exterminatus on an entire area, blowing it all out. Either one of those two things is not something Poe wants to see, and that's my point number two.
2: Excellent stuff, Ray. I gotta tell you, there's a lot of, uh, again, M. Bison is just no joke, but there's got, there are some things I gotta push back on. First of all, I'm glad that M. Bison is impervious to poison. That's not something that Poe's going to be really using uh, in this fight. I wasn't uh, sure about the TV show, and so I just wanted to put it out there just in case. No, it's a good call. Good call. Cover your bases. I I, I think that's a good call. Now, so his teleportation is also short-range. I'm talking about M. Bison's teleportation. And what's really cool is I'm going to go into this more of my points number two and three. But Poe actually has... Uh, types of attacks that hit an entire area. So teleporting from one spot to another where he calls down big attacks that hit the whole area they're in. Not going to really uh, be uh, too helpful for him Bison to teleport 10 feet over here or five yards there. He's still going to get hit by it. Uh, let's see. Most importantly, what was the sound for the public service announcement you used? You'll have to rewind the tape, James. We've been over this before. You don't get second takes for free. All right, and uh, congrats on your math expertise. You're improving. A Jeep is, in fact, heavier than Poe, who weighs 260 pounds. I was 50-50 on that, so I'm glad I fell on the right side. I wanted to encourage you to keep going in that direction. Yeah, I love it. You know what I mean? Like learning, Ray, learning is just, it never goes out of style. So, uh, well done. Now, a lot of great stuff there. Telekinesis. Don't think that's going to work with Poe. I'll get into why my reasons number two number three. And let me just jump into it. Uh, You know, again, for my point number two, Uh, Or Point number one, I talked about his physicals. Now, my point number two, let's just get down to where we want to talk about. And that's Poe's fighting style. So what's really cool is I look at Poe and I see a very big resemblance to Goku. From the Dragon Ball franchise. So both those people like to fight, uh, and they actually get excited by opponents who show cool moves that they've never seen before. And they get excited, especially because they can tank a lot or learn from it. Either way, they benefit from the experience. And this really throws people off their game. Poe completely mind-screws his opponents and when they're trying to fight him and all that, and he's like, oh, that was a cool move, do it again. Or that was awesome, totally whatever. And this makes people go like, wait, what's happening here? And they start to lose their confidence. And that is something I think M. Bison has happened to him when he's fought certain opponents. More on that later. Poe likes to admire the his opponents. Again, opponents don't like that. I do this all the time during sparring. It absolutely throws people off. And this is an understanding. but Poe is also a master of masters when it comes to Kung Fu. And while he definitely presents himself as... I guess a simpleton at times, he's actually coming up with a strategy for win during the fight. He's actually very, very fight smart. He has a very high fight IQ. In addition, Poe is so talented in Kung Fu that he's shown to be able to learn legendary and complicated techniques in a short period of time. Whereas most masters and practitioners of Kung Fu had to train years to learn them, such as when Poe learned three of the 12 impossible moves. And that's on top of his arsenal of powerful punches, kicks, throws, and even submission holds. And he's got some special techniques designed to disable, blind, mentally crush his opponents, while also using his opponent's chi against them. So in terms of techniques, he's got the Feet of Fury, where Poe kicks multiple enemies in mid-air in rapid succession really cool thing he's got the thundering wing hammer called one of the 12 impossible moves and this is done by rapidly spinning around, suddenly stopping, and then placing your palm out towards the opponent where a ball of energy shoots out from the palm and flies towards the target, blowing it back on impact, kind of like a Kamehameha wave that Goku does. He's got the Mongolian Fireball, another one of the 12 impossible moves, and this is a large fireball that forms between your hands, slowly moves forward when fired, and it sucks nearby objects into it like a black hole, sending them into wherever it is, and then the fireball then gets shorter until it disappears, leaving only a cloud of dust behind. Very cool technique. Scary as well. He's got the Golden Lotus Clap, and this one Poe has to say the words Golden Lotus Clap, and then claps his hands together, and a golden mist erupts <laughs> from his hands and then causes blindness to the target. That is crazy in the kids' show. He's got the Fluttering Finger Mind Slip, and this technique causes temporary paralysis and short term memory erasure. When used repeatedly, the memories of your opponent will begin to deteriorate on their own until they can't even remember how to breathe kind of like a morbid technique for a superhero like Poe, but he's going to use it if he has to. He's got the Chow Wow Chow Wow Punch Kick, which causes immobilization of his opponent's body, meaning there's probably a nerve attack. He's got Wings of Light. This is an advanced technique. That allows Poe to fly because wings made of light kind of appear, so that's a thing. He's got the silken moon touch, that sounds horrible, where Poe concentrates all his power into a single finger, touches the opponent, releasing a large pulse of destructive energy with a temporary after effect of turning day into night. I'd say that's pretty powerful, but then there's my favorite. And this is the Wuxi finger hold. And this hold requires very little physical strength and effort while creating a ton of damage. So you do this technique by holding your opponent's index finger with your own index finger and your thumb with your pinky held up. When you churn or flex your pinky finger downwards, a shockwave of energy that is caused by your opponent's own chi... Exploding within themselves is then fired off through their body in such a way that their chi acts like a bomb. So, the greater the amount of chi or internal energy your opponent has, the greater amount of damage this technique will do them. He literally sets off his opponent's energy like a bomb in their insidey places. All of these Chi powers, by the way, have a side effect. They make him impervious to mind control. That's fun. So add super strength, durability, and speed to Kung Fu Mastery that also uses Chi-based energy powers. And you've got a very big problem for M. Bison. That's my point number two.
3: No, 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 James. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. First off, I knew you were going to be bringing up the, uh, the finger hold. We'll get into that in my point number three because I have plenty of uh, answers for that. You're talking of you're comparing Poe the Kung Fu Panda to Goku. Is Batman coming in point number three? A uh, Superman? Uh, 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 Deadpool? I just want to know what nonsense comparison is coming so I can prepare for it. Goku and Poe the Kung Fu Panda could not be more opposite from each other. Now, one of my big complaints about the Kung Fu Panda movies and how bizarrely written they are is a character like Tai Lung... Tai Lung, who defeated all five of the fearsome five best kung fu masters of the region, at the same time on a collapsing rope bridge through some of the most epic fight scenes, weaving and dodging in between the strands of the rope, flying into the clouds, landing behind him, defying gravity, all of a sudden finally meets up with the kung fu panda at the end of the battle, end of the movie, and forgets how to fight. He just charges at him head first and slams his head into his belly. How is the greatest martial artist of this entire movie suddenly get to fight Poe, and then just absolutely forget that he knows any Kung Fu whatsoever, and Poe inexplicably, who'd only at that point had what, a day and a half of training total in his life, defeats the greatest, the guy who'd escaped the prison with a thousand armed guards? You are out of your mind, people who wrote Kung Fu Panda. That doesn't track. That doesn't make... Any sense at all. Uh, the only last thing I'll say right here is that finger move doesn't work against the uh, ba- big bad from the Kung Fu Panda 3. Why? Because he is a uh, he has soul energy. He is a soulless being from the great beyond. M. Bison is a very similar type of character. So that's not going to work because it didn't work there. And M. Bison has a tendency to possess husks and bodies with his spiritual energy. So, therefore, it's not going to work here either. Ray, who am I talking
2: about? This character likes to eat, loves to learn new martial arts techniques, and uses energy-based attacks. Am I talking about Goku, or am I talking about Poe? Oh, I thought you were talking about me. You do like to eat. Also, also, that the, uh, the what would we call it, the wuxi Finger Hold has a lot more different uses than just, you know, exploding energy in an opponent. I'll get to that in my point number three. But with that being said, we are at the turning point. And before we get to what William has to say at this point, let's celebrate the Who Would Win Patron of the Week. Every week, we choose one of our amazing members of the Who Would Win Show Patreon community and put them in a
3: battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? Today, we're going to have somebody who's been around the Who Would Win Show for a long time, but is a new member of the Patreon. We're going to be talking about Blake Fulton today. Blake Fulton. Alright, when you have to put an opponent
2: against Blake, you gotta go big or you gotta go home, so let's go big. Let's have Blake go
3: up against Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Now, cool, the thing about Blake Fulton is, much like the characters we were just discussing, Goku, Po the Kung Fu Panda, me, Blake Fulton loves to eat. Now, the thing that you don't know about Blake (laughs) Fulton, though, is that he is a vegetarian, uh, I don't know if it's vegan, but it's at least a vegetarian, does not eat meat. So the problem that he runs into, swamp thing that is, is he's going to come out of the swamp, ooh, look at me, I'm super scary, I'm the swamp thing, I'm as powerful as the earth and the power of the green, and it doesn't matter. Blake Fulton's never-ending insatiability for salad will be what takes the day here. he'll just pick out a knife, a fork and a little bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch. He's going to pour it all over Swamp Thing. And I don't know how it works if the plants are alive, but I guess all plants are alive. That's how plants work, vegetarians. Figure out your poop is what I'm trying to say. My point I'm trying to make here is, Blake Fulton eats the entirety of Swamp Thing as an insatiable vegetarian, and then quite honestly asks... Where's Captain Planet? I don't know how any of it works, but that's how it works.
2: So you're saying Blake Fulton sees Swamp Thing as a uh, all-you-can-eat salad buffet? He is. He's basically the side dish at the Sizzler. Hmm. Uh, A a possible future uh, sponsor of the Who Would Win Show. i got to tell you, that goes down exactly the way I would see it. It makes sense. Congratulations, Blake Fulton, on your win over Swamp Thing. Remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash who would win show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now, William, you've had a moment to ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead, and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory?
4: Made a lot of great points for, uh, for Poe. Um, I do start thinking, like, when you were going through the list of attacks and talking about, like, the Feet of Fury, I think of Ryu, right? When you talk about uh, the Palm Strikes, I think of Honda. When you think about the Fireballs, I'm thinking of Dalzim, right? He has dealt with a, all, all of this stuff that, that has been put forward. So Poe Poe's having some problems getting to... He hasn't thrown anything at M. Bison that M. Bison hasn't dealt with previously. And um, I think that could be a problem for him.
2: Interesting. So you're talking about the fact that a lot of uh, Pose attacks that work so well, and Bison's already experienced that through all the numerous battles he's had in the Street Fighter universe.
4: Yeah, we, we talked about that, uh, the clap, which, uh, you know, we're talking Balrog and T-Hawk uh, do similar type attacks. So, there, you know, everything that's been brought up, uh, minus, minus this finger hold, I, I got to think more about that, he, he has dealt with. Interesting. And that's fair,
3: and that goes exactly to what I was saying Uh, M. Bison has defeated the entire world of Street Fighter martial artists, save for, like, Akuma, who only shows up if you have, like, a perfect record through every fight before it, and is a completely off-the-wall kind of a a joke character, quite honestly. But the fact is, M. Bison's beaten everybody, and if Poe can't bring something that M. Bison hasn't seen before, it stands to reason M. Bison beats Poe as well. This is a uh, tricky
2: spot I'm in, but I've been in trickier. I think I got something up my sleeve that may just work. With that being said, Ray, let's
3: see what you can do with your point number three. Point number three for M. Bison. I'm just going to talk about how he's going to win. Because one of the things that I learned about M. Bison I did not know before is when he was uh, born, he was a, he was a bad person. He killed his parents and ended up uh, being adopted as an orphan. And the people in this family, uh, I don't know why you would do this since he killed his own parents already. They taught him the soul power martial arts ability. And what he discovered through mastering the art of soul power, which goes directly to what Kung Fu Panda, you know, uh, uh, is going to have a hard time with is he realized if he just cuts out every piece of empathy that he has in his, in his entire soul, he can turn that into a much more powerful psycho power. And we all know that he has psycho power, so that is something that he has done. When it comes to fighting, Poe will pause. Poe will hesitate, especially if he feels bad about some of the stuff he's doing. M. Bison has no empathy. He does not stop. If you've ever fought against him in the final round, especially in Street Fighter Turbo, he'll keep coming at you with a speed that you are not ready to deal with and keep attacking, keep attacking, whereas Poe will get winded. He will take a moment, and that's when M. Bison can really grind him down, especially with those headshots. Now... So one of the things is Poe can take a lot of damage, but this is mystical damage, not just physical damage. When you start enhancing it with psycho power, you're starting to hit on another level that is not just physical. And I've seen Poe hit uh, get, get with physical, no problem. The other stuff he tends to start having a little bit of trouble with. And the character I mentioned before, Akuma, he has an ability called the Raging Demon. It attacks the soul. But because M. Bison is able to kill his empathy, effectively kill his soul, Akuma's Raging Demon went full force on M. Bison, and M. Bison survived that attack that has killed so many others before it. And you talked about the strategy of Kung Fu Panda. He is a terrible teacher. We've seen him in the movies. He got the five greatest warriors in all of martial arts in their entire region, put them in a, in the studio, and kept getting them annihilated by just not knowing what he was doing. And I know he taught people, what, chi later? That's fine. Chi is the ability to be calm, not the ability to fight. Being calm against M. Bison not going to do you a whole heck of a lot of good. He is the ability to shake the calm out of you. And quickly, I've spent many quarters figuring that one out for myself. Another thing that M. Bison can do is he can possess other people, and when he gets killed, if he does end up getting killed, he becomes a powerful ghost who retains all of his psycho powers. He becomes a force ghost in the moment, can possess people, and has possessed people in the Street Fighter universe. He becomes a character known as Phantom Bison which is kind of terrifying if you think about it. He's a purple ghost. And the big thing that I want to say, because that finger technique is the one area I said, maybe uh, Poe's got a chance, but it turns out he doesn't. Because one thing I also noticed about Poe, besides the fact it doesn't work on the people from the Soul Plane, which you can make a very clear argument that M. Bison is secondarily he likes to grab the finger move and then he likes to talk to you for a second about it he likes, to, he likes to show off that he's done it he likes to tell you about how he learned it he likes to say do you know what happens when I move my pinky he gives M. Bison even a split second and M. Bison has proven and shown that he has escaped holds from actual Street Fighter combatants using teleportation and he's escaped these holds by blasting energy from the entirety of his body So if he wants to try that finger hold and he's going to be like, eh, that's all it takes. And you know, Poe would do it. He's going to get blasted from a body's worth of energy, or he's just going to teleport away and then strike him in the head once again from behind with another one of those head presses and the somersault skull divers. At the end of the day, M. Bison has too many tricks up his sleeve that Poe the Kung Fu Panda is not ready for whereas the reverse is simply not true. M. Bison has seen basically everything that Poe the Kung Fu Panda is about to bring to him. That's my point number three.
2: I was hoping you were going to go in this direction. Okay, so M. Bison survived... Akuma's attack, he's still lost against Akuma, which is really, really cool. By the way, the Chi is the ability to use internal energy. It can be used destructively, can be used to help create inner peace. It can help to create inner turmoil and inner rage. It's a really cool thing, especially how it's used in Kung Fu Panda. Um, Phantom Bison, I believe, one of the issues he has is that if he goes into that psycho state a little too long or, or uses that energy too long... It's so powerful that uh, M. Bison's, it's stated M. Bison's body can only handle it for so long. So there's definitely a period of time which he can use these enhanced abilities and what have you before things go horrifically wrong. Uh, By the way, Soul Plane, you gotta stop making fun of it. A very underrated movie overall. Uh, We can debate that later. And M. Bison, you know, again, I'm not a huge gamer, but in every anime, everything else I've seen, every version, he does like to talk. He does make comments. He also kind of, you know, engages and monologues and what have you. So I don't think Poe Although he does do that, I don't think he's going to be the only one doing it. M. Bison's definitely going to make him some comments. But let me kind of get to the you know, the nitty-gritty here with my point number three. Let's talk ultimate forms, big wins, and M. Bison's weaknesses. Here we go. So Poe, at this point, at the end of the animated series, as uh, well after the three movies, at the end of the animated series, he now possesses what is called Hero's Chi. So it's revealed in the Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness episode called Enter the Dragon that after the elder Kung Fu Master Uguay died, Poe was given a special kind of chi, which was called the hero's chi. Now, the hero's chi... Po can, you know, has increased his Kung Fu skills dramatically. Now he can officially fly, fire blasts of energy out of his stomach, which allowed him to face against the demon dragon Kipa, which is weird, because that's like a the Yiddish word for Yamaka, which is kind of weird. Anyway, and now he's even more durable, durable than he was before, which is crazy. So using the hero's chi, Po is able to absolutely destroy Kipa and his demons once and for all. Now, who was Kipa? He was an ancient dragon demon and was the ruler of all the demons from the underworld. He possessed insane... Supernatural strength, all the cool things that dragons have, fangs, claws, the ability to fly and breathe fire, had telekinetic powers in both uh, all of his forms. And he loved to be very sadistic uh, by using all of his powers, including his telekinesis. It was kind of weird seeing in a, in a Kung Fu Panda series. He would crush his opponents using his telekinesis. He was insanely vicious. Uh, he also possessed the ability to manipulate lightning. Pretty powerful supernatural demon, wouldn't you say? He was. And like I said, he was the ruler of the demons of the underworld. And Poe beat him using the hero's cheese, something that he now has always. Speaking of which, Poe also defeated a super powerful supernatural spirit warrior called Kai in Kung Fu Panda 3. And Ray, you mentioned this before. Now, how did he do it? Poe formed his own chi in the shape of a dragon, fought against his character named Kai. He gained the upper hand, destroyed one of the swords. Kai, you know, it said swore to take Poe's chi even it took him another 500 years. This is the strategy of Poe. Poe then willingly surrendered his chi to Kai, who was ecstatic to receive the power. But as he's taking the power, he quickly discovered that it was overloading him with chi. Unable to stop it, the abundance of energy became so great, that spirit energy became so great, that Kai is completely obliterated in a bright light, being destroyed by the same power he tried to obtain. Pretty cool. By the way, that's the previous form, and now the Hero Hiroshi, he's even more powerful than that. So what do you think if M. Bison tried that? Yeah, it wouldn't go well at all trying to absorb any of that power. So why are these fights significant? Well... First of all, this represents Poe's ultimate form so far. It shows that his soul can't be possessed, that he is so powerful he can destroy super powerful demons that rule all other demons. And uh, that goes against M. Bison's two very big weaknesses. Now, the first one, unlike Poe already mentions before, in M. Bison's ultimate forms, his human body can't keep it going for a long period of time before it completely fails him and is destroyed. That is a fact that's in the gameplay I saw it. That's an unfortunate thing because I think that's actually one of the cooler aspects of M. Bison. Um, And by the way, that's why M. Bison tries to possess Ryo all the time because he wants to get a hold of Ryo's body. He feels that's a better body to then accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Now, the second big weakness is that M. Bison has problems with supernatural demonic beings. Beings like characters named Akuma. Now, this Akuma is a raging demon who has beaten M. Bison with a supernatural power. In the Kung Fu Panda world... However, Akuma wouldn't be close to the power and powerful opponents that Poe has already defeated, like Pa. and that's just a fact. So here's how I see this fight going. These two face off. M. Bison sees this kind of panda, and he's like, What's, what are you going to do? Starts going the attack first, and notices the attacks just aren't working. They're bouncing off. The physical attacks aren't working. Then Poe hits him back. M. Bison's like, what the heck? This is now a fight. M. Bison starts going a little higher. Poe starts using his energy attacks and chi-based attacks and Bison gets confidence and says, Hi, I've already seen this, I can defend it and then he starts going to his ultimate form because now he's like, I got to get serious about this. As he does it, all of a sudden, that's when uh, Kung Fu Panda uses that finger hold not to take him out because he is a soul-based you know, person so he's not going to use that energy but transports him to the spirit world once he's there. That's when, and even if it doesn't, just holds it there. And once he gets to that point, that's when Poe is going to use his hero's chi and become the ultimate person, the ultimate Super Saiyan form of Kung Kung, uh, Fu Panda. I don't have a better way of saying it. Where all of a sudden he's tapping, he's flying, he's got insane durability. All of his Kung Fu has gone through the roof. The same stuff he has used to defeat an opponent, Kipa, who, by definition, is way more powerful than Akuma. He was the ruler of the underworld, not just a demon like Akuma was. And that's how he's going to take out someone like M. Bison, who's probably a 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 when you're on the human plane. And it goes to a 12 out of 10 when he uses his soul power. But then when you add in the hero's chi, and and Poe can now take out the ruler of demons, Kipa. That's when he goes to a whole new level. In the end, that's how M. Bison loses. That's how Poe wins. And that's my point number three.
3: Lots and lots of stuff to talk about, and James, I think you just gave me the clear path to victory by your last statement right there, and let's talk about that character Kai for a minute, because Kai, once again, much like uh, the, the character before Tai Lung, forgot half of everything that he knows leading into that battle, which is weird. He has all these jade master statues, didn't think to use a single one of them against Poe in that battle. I mean, he still had some of them at the time, doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense, but... How did Kung Fu Panda get all that energy when he was in the soul plane, James? You The way I hear you tell it, he just conjured it from within when the reality is he had outside interference in the form of all his panda friends and all the villagers and all they threw the rose petals in the air and sang Kumbaya and they imbued him with that power in the soul realm. It's because of outside interference. He did not turn into a soul gem himself. In fact, I would argue Poe relies on a lot of outside interference in a lot of his battles where he would be about to lose and his friends bail him out, which is not in the rules of a who would win show. The way that I actually see this going, and you gave me this idea right at the end right here, is that I do believe they're going to go back and forth, back and forth. Poe's going to take a few shots to the head. He's going to feel a little bit desperate. He's going to say that finger move is the only thing to do, and he's going to try to he's going to try to do the thing where he did to uh, Kai. He grabs around his neck, grabs his own finger. I don't even know how this worked. It was a terrible, terrible plot point. He he did the move to himself, and because Kai was in his grasp, they both got transported to the spirit realm. Except right as that thing pinky finger starts to move. M. Bison teleports out of the way. Kung Fu Panda finishes the move, teleports himself to the salt plane with no M. Bison, and effectively Battlefield removes himself.
2: That's a great, great story. Love it. Should be a TED Talk somewhere. Here's the thing. The hero's chi is something that happened after that. So even if that doesn't work, he's got the hero's chi that he can come back from the spirit world super fast and he may not you even use that. super fast. He may not even he... use that. Here's the thing. He may not even use yeah. that. He may just go he to the hero's chi because now the hero's chi is his go-to move. Again, when Goku goes Super Saiyan, he doesn't rely on non-Super Saiyan techniques a whole lot. James,
3: you sound like you're talking about Nth Metal right now. You know, James doesn't have to tell you what it does. He just has a thing that just has plot armor, but you don't get plot armor in a who would win battle. Ray, right, you just said that he used the soul gem from the Infinity Stones, from Marvel. How did
2: that get into the whole thing? With that being said, William, you've heard three points from Ray. You've heard three points from me. It's now time for you to come up with a decision. Take us through your process. Tell us the story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between M. Bison and Kung Fu Panda.
4: All right. First of all, very well litigated, both of you. These, as I said before, both great martial artists. Um, I do see them squaring off, trading blows, uh, going back and forth a little bit to kind of fill each other out. I, I think that M Bison is going to have a bit of an advantage over Poe in this in this fight, and um, I, I think it's mainly because and 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 James, you said it at the beginning, the teleportation is very short, right? It's only five feet away or whatever, but it gets you out of a hold, and that is that is key. I think that if Poe could take him to the spirit realm, he would win there. But I think that Bison can avoid that with the teleport. And that is going to be the game changer. That's what's going to give Bison the opportunity to get all those head strikes on uh, uh, on um, Poe and knock him out, um, which has happened several times before in in the series and in the movies. So yeah, I, I think M Bison is going to win it. It's going to be a great fight all the way to the point where he reaches for that finger and maybe he gets a hold of it for that that split second, and then Bison's going to pop above him, come down with a with, with that head stomp and and knock him out. So I'm giving the fight to M. Bison. And that
3: is the only correct decision one could expect based on the last hour that we heard. William, I need you to do me a very quick favor. Come back every single week and judge this show. So I have some bad
2: news. We have a sponsor who wanted to sponsor a new segment called uh, Cut You Off Ray. They fully expected Ray to lose. And the wording I had was... Ray, I'll have to cut you off right there. Cutting Off Ray is brought to you by Comixology. Comixology, your one-stop shop for every digital comic you can think of. Someone oh, talking James. and complaining too much? Cut them off by going to Comicsology.com. I had to get the sponsor in there, Ray Cicanus. Uh,
3: James, that was clearly a drizzly ad. Come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no $5 thing. No fast in the 5 oh, fair r- enough. Remotes. Fair All enough. All right, now here's the deal. Ray, I'm so glad you won. I got to tell you. I, me feel too. Like, I feel like it's a win for me, and I'll tell you why. Because I said, you know what, bring everything you can to this battle. I did, and I said, Ray's got to up his game, because I had made that admission at the beginning, and you did. This is not me lying anymore, I'm not trying to placate you, I know you don't have a lot going on, a lot of good stuff, you know, we talked about that. But the thing is, you did great today, Ray Sicanis, congratulations, it was a hard fought battle, and you did great.
3: Tell everybody, really, how you feel. James, first off, you just outed yourself as somebody who doesn't listen to the commercials of this show because in our ad for Movement, currently airing on this show, I revealed that I went out for fancy dinner for my anniversary a mere week ago and wore not only my Movement watch but my Mack Weldon shirt as well. So things are going well for me and that's continuing right here in this moment. We're going to call this one the first of 11 in a row. We obviously had a miscalculation. You know me in math. Don't work out very well. This is the first of 11 in a row. Hashtag 11 in a row. I agree with that statement. I would cut it off as you don't work out.
2: That's it. All right. Still
3: accurate. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair.
2: All right. William. I got to tell you, uh, not happy with the decision, but I do understand your logic. And I agree with Ray. I think you should come back on the show. You were fantastic. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure on having an OG of geek culture on the show. With that said, please tell everyone where they can find you online.
4: Uh, you can find me online. Um, I have a Twitter account, at William Schmidt, S-H-M-I-T-T. And that's really the only social media I use. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's what Elon Musk is using these days. So I hear you. Um, I heard. I heard. Yeah. And all if right. you
3: have questions about Altered Beast or Shaq Fu codes, I want you to reach out to William. He'll be happy to tell you to go away. <laughs> All right, Ray, again, congratulations. Please tell our listeners where they can find you. Before I get there, James, I'm in a very good mood today because like I it. got to rep a video game character. And you know, when you give me a video game character, you better start bringing outside interference and the judge inventing their own, their own reasons that James never brings up. That's the only way I'm going to lose those battles. And this was one of them correctly decided. Let's do some five-star reviews off of Apple Podcasts. Five stars. It's from Sister Fam Member. This just says fire. Five stars. Really good podcast, honestly. Always listen whenever a new one comes out. Sister Fam Member, no one was doubting you. You could have just said, I listen every time it comes out. We weren't sitting here in the, in the studio saying, I'm not sure I believe her. You didn't have to say, honestly. We, Ray, we, Ray, you're, you're we why believe we, you. Ray, you're why we can't have nice things. Please continue. I mean that's that's a very very fair point. Uh, let's see here. We have a suggestion. This is from somebody who is named Ray. Is right. I like him already. Five stars. Sans, repped by Ray versus Bugs Bunny. I have no idea who Sands is. Uh, and, and, uh, Sancho Panza from Don Quixote. That's all I've got. Don't know. So we're not doing that one. Sorry, suggestion. <laughs> Number two, Albert Wesker versus anyone. Well, good news for you. We already did Albert Wesker versus Edward Cullen from Twilight for Shocktober a couple of years ago. Go into your uh, Apple podcast podcast thing and go find that episode you'll love it and then finally revolver ocelot from metal gear solid versus poe dameron i actually really like that idea and maybe we should talk about that because that was actually kind of good i was prepared to hate all three of those and then that third one turned out to be good now i'm angry again i don't don't be don't be smart fans be stupid that makes me happy to be mad at you because i'm not mad at you i'm mad at me You can find me on Twitter at almighty Ray. Let's have a hashtag victory Friday. The only way we know how with a herd of bison, Mike bison. Damn. All right. You can find me
2: on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gavsey. Feel free to follow along to all my socials when I do my fun weekly question of the day. I know it's once a week, but it's on a specific day where I, we like to ask some really crazy questions, get people riled up, get a conversation going, and hopefully get no one kicked off of social media. That unfortunately has happened before. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanis, and the rest the amazing Who Would Win production team. Thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey, gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash hoodwindshow right now. Okay, got to prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day
3: is full of wins. Crying when Optimus Prime died. Or the days when every series had a ham-fisted anti-drug episode. Or when you wrote fan
4: fiction about how the Animaniacs were so hot in that water tower so they took off all their clothes and they started... No.
3: The- no! No. Different podcast. This one is Knowing is Half the Podcast, a show devoted to the best and worst animated memories of your childhood. Every
1: week we recap a cartoon from the past to see
3: if they're as good as you remember. They're not. What are you talking about? They're great! You're both wrong. None of them get good until they're in a water tower. No! no.
1: And Knowing is Half the Podcast.